0: This is an ABC podcast. Hello, hello. My name's
1: Ruby and this is News Time.
0: How's it going? Hi, Ruby.
1: Hey, Ruby. Every week, we search the globe for five awe-inspiring stories just for your ears. This week, we're going to dive into the deep blue sea with some hungry penguins. We're going to visit a house that was made without a hammer or any nails. We'll adventure into a jungle in the Philippines where scientists have made a sparkly discovery. We'll find out the truth about an ancient wolf. And we'll meet a Sydney teenager's spooky best friend. What do you reckon? Ready for the countdown? I'm ready. Let's get to it. Story number five. Penguins aren't like other birds. They can't fly, but they are great swimmers. And when they're on dry land, they move along with a cute whittle-waddle.
0: Yeah, they're really cute animals and I love penguins. The smallest penguins can weigh less than nine kilograms. I think they're like blue penguins and the big ones. The emperor penguins, they can weigh about like a teenager, 46 kilograms or something
1: like that. You know quite a bit about penguins. There's one penguin activity that scientists haven't been able to study as closely as they'd like to. Their meal times. When penguins need something to eat, they head out into the ocean on a fish-finding mission. Sometimes scientists follow penguins on their fishing trips, but they've only been able to join them for a little while.
0: If you live in Australia and you're a scientist, it would be best for you to go to Phillip Island and see them because that's the only place in Melbourne to find penguins. That's
1: true, and, in fact, scientists have been on Phillip Island learning more about penguins and they've come up with a clever idea that will help them spy on penguins while they're out hunting. They could sneak up on them and and maybe they
0: could put, like, their snorkels
1: and stuff. They've gone a bit more high-tech than that. They're sticking trackers to penguins using super-duper sticky tape. These trackers are a bit like a smartwatch or a fitness bracelet that counts your steps as you walk. It helps the researchers see where the penguins are and they've learned that when penguins have an egg back on land that's just about to hatch they won't go out to sea quite as far that's because they need to be close by when their little chick hatches that sounds excellent
0: i love little baby tricky things scientists
1: will use this information to figure out ways that humans can help protect penguins and their homes speaking of homes A very unusual home is what our next story is all about.
0: Story number four.
1: In the state of Texas, which is on the other side of the world in the United States of America, there's a man named Tim. Up until not very long ago, Tim didn't have anywhere to live. One of the reasons for that is that houses can be really expensive. And not everybody has enough money to pay to stay in one.
0: Maybe it costs like a million, maybe.
1: Yep, some do. Homes are not cheap. When a very kind group of people heard about Tim's sticky situation, they decided to figure out a way to build him a home that he could afford. So they built him a house using a 3D printer.
0: Oh, yeah, I know what 3D printers are.
1: 3D printers are machines that take drawings from a computer and build them into real life using plastic and other materials. 3D-printed houses are made to be strong enough to stand through big storms and accessible too for people who use wheelchairs. People would feel so happy if they had that house. Tim loves his new home and it's part of a community of tiny houses all nestled together for people who used to be homeless. Now, not only do people like Tim have somewhere to live, they have new friends and neighbours to keep them company too. Enjoy your new home, Tim. And now, it's time for...
0: Story number three.
1: A team of scientists was trekking through the jungle in a country called the Philippines when they made a cut in the side of a tree. And they found something unexpected. Sticky, icky sap started oozing out. But this wasn't normal sap. It was green. And it was so bright green that it looked like it was
0: glowing. Maybe because some of the oils from trees had gotten into it and made it green.
1: When they took it back to the lab, These scientists discovered that the sap actually had metal in it. What on earth was metal
0: doing in a tree? Maybe that someone had put a wire around the tree when it was first growing, and as the tree grew, um, the wire got trapped inside.
1: The reason is this type of plant is called a hyperaccumulator. That means the tree sucks up things from the ground, like metal, and keeps it in its trunk. It's a little bit of a mystery why hyperaccumulators can do this, because absorbing metal is not a very safe thing for most plants to do. One theory is that the metal protects the trees from grazing insects and animals, like a shield. Scientists also say hyperaccumulators might be a way for us to get useful metals out of the ground without harming the environment.
0: Maybe trees can replace mining.
1: Imagine that. Could be possible. In Malaysia, there's a big metal farm with thousands of hyperaccumulator trees sucking up metal from underground. And that metal can be made into batteries or computers. Maybe even the device that you're using right now to listen to this podcast. Wild! Nature is amazing, isn't it? And now we're moving on to story number two. Oh! Uh oh. I don't like the sound of that. Is that a wolf? No. Oh, phew. For a minute there, I thought it was a direwolf. They haven't existed for 13,000 years. But back when they did, they would roam around North America. You might have seen paintings or movies with direwolves in them. They're usually pictured in eerie snowy mountains or sometimes in big, busy, menacing packs. And when animal experts talk about direwolves, most of them say they're related to the dogs that we have today that people
0: keep as pets. I would feed it every day and train it how to howl. Oof, you're brave. It turns out, though, that we might have the wrong
1: idea about direwolves. You see, a team of researchers has found some DNA from one of them. They found out that the dire wolf isn't actually related to wolves or dogs that we have today at all. They're more similar to a fox. Wow! That's interesting. They also liked to live in tropical areas, not snowy ones, and they usually kept to themselves. <coughs> and now, my friends, we've made it to the lucky last... Story number one! Best friends come in all shapes and sizes. But 16-year-old Amelie's best friend is a little bit bonier than most. When Amelie's mum brought home a plastic skeleton to use as a Halloween decoration, Amelie had a creative brainwave. She started dressing up the skeleton in funny clothes and putting it around the house in silly situations like up at the dinner table, or buckled up in the back seat of the car.
0: That is really funny.
1: <laughs> she gave the skeleton a name too. Hugo Sebastian Wellington Third.
0: She named it Hugo? Of course I would name it Serene. S for skeleton. S for Serene.
1: Amelie has a disability called global development delay, which means she can have trouble communicating and talking to people but ever since Hugo came along, Emily's behavior and her confidence have changed for the better. She loves talking about Hugo, and she doesn't feel as shy now when people talk to her. She even takes Hugo to cafes. Hmm, I wonder what he orders from the menu.
0: I will soup. He would like to order spider blood.
1: Oh, I think I might just stick with a hot chocolate, thanks. Amelie's mum posts pictures of Hugo on the internet so that Amelie's creativity can give other people a laugh.
0: I would laugh, like, so
1: madly. Thanks for making us smile, Amelie and Hugo. And guess what? That is the end of this week's news time. Thank you so much for all your help, friends. Thanks, Ruby. I'm off to find next week's top five stories.
0: Have a great week.
1: See you later.